0: Shelly!
1: To CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada... And the to Human Serviette Radio Show, and that was from Edmonton, Alberta. The Famines with Free Love is a sales technique, a brand new seven-inch release by The Famines. Of course, their last release was on cassette and included, and I'm still talking about this, like a 364-page booklet that accompanied the cassette And speaking of cassettes and the 1980s, today on the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, an interview with LaRue from Brixton, England. Right now, something to wish some good luck to the British Columbia Lions football team who are playing today in Hamilton, Ontario.
2: You can see the hope on their faces Are you time to get into the season?
1: You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Narguerta Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there Blamanche with Livin' on the ceiling. And before that, BC Lions Fever by Bruce Innes Music, a.k.a. the BC Lions. Good luck, Lions, today, playing in Hamilton, Ontario. Today on an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show, as I mentioned, an interview with LaRue from Herne Hill slash Brixton, England. Here is LaRue with Fascination. Thank you for British Columbia, Canada. Thank you very much. Right off the bat, I want to go back to this important item right here. This vintage Blondie eight track.
3: Well, I was actually I was in a vintage shop the other day in LA, and I was going to get a Fleetwood Mac one of these, but you. Like, if you, I think in London, you'd really find it hard to find anywhere you could play this.
1: Well, these are especially rare because it's New Wave on 8-track. Remember, they were phasing the 8-tracks out by the time these things were coming out. But on this particular 8-track, there's a song there that I think you know quite well, LaRue, L-E. Ellie.
3: Um,
1: which one? The song Call? Heart of Gloss? Call Me! Oh,
3: wait, I didn't see that. Wait, where's Call Me? Call Me is, like, on there somewhere. Oh, I thought there was only three. It says there's only four tracks, but there's actually like. There's four programs,
1: and each program has so many tracks, yes.
3: Work. Wow, that's amazing. So there's four programs, and then you got four tracks in each program, three tracks in each program. There you go. Yeah, Call Me, which we did at the Enemy Awards with Franz Ferdinand. With
1: Franz Ferdinand? You were up there singing Call Me, and I understand, LaRue, Ellie, that your pants were so tight they had to be sewn on. Is that true?
3: Yeah, she had to sew them on me. How hard was that? Um. It was kind of stressful because. Should we go and ask her? How hard? Who are you? <laughs> Hello, I'm Nova. How hard
1: was it to sew on LaRue's pants and how tight were they?
3: It was hard when the room was full of Franz Ferdinand boys and everyone else and we were just in the middle, just like, ah. <laughs> so. Do
1: you have much experience sewing on pants? Yeah, I have a lot of experience. What other pants have you sewed on? <laughs> like, is this a normal thing? I think, wow, cool, sewing on pants. It's actually quite a normal thing in my life,
3: really, isn't it? Yeah. Who's other. Who's, We were supposed to make them with zips um, because they were Charles. They were was it Charles Peterson trousers? Not Charles Peterson. (laughs) Charles Peterson, yeah. Uh Charles Peterson, yeah. No, Charles Deacon trousers, and um, they were like tapestry, and they were like they'd had absolute. They've got no give, and they were flared. They were massive. They're about this big, and we just liked the material, but we didn't like the shape. Sorry, Charles Deacon. Um, So we made them into like really, really like drainpipe trousers and we made them and they were like the right size and then <laughs> we should have put zips on the bottom because they fit me when they're on but I couldn't get my ankle in into the bottom of them because they were the, the, the actual foothold was about that big and there's no give. Um, so just as we're at the enemy Awards ten minutes before we're supposed to go down the red carpet I can't get my foot in my trousers so she rips them open and then has to sew my legs into them which was quite stressful. And then you
1: went up and sung Call Me.
3: And then we went up and sung Call Me and I don't think I've ever been so nervous in all my life.
1: (laughs) Now Call Me is an interesting tune, isn't it? I love that song, yeah. But you also love You Turn Me. Right Round. And I have a little gift for you, LaRue. We have right here a 7-inch, a Japanese import version of You.
3: Oh my God, You Spin Me Round Like a Record Baby.
1: (laughs) Why, Dead or alive by dead or alive you know so this is a Japanese version and check it out there are
3: lyrics included inside as well so in the next time oh w- in English oh, do, you th- do you reckon they're in Japanese as well I wish I could read Japanese I wonder what this song sounds like in Japanese
1: <laughs> well I, that's what I was thinking you could learn those and when you go to Japan you could perform with
3: Franz Ferdinand oh my god yeah Well, hmm. that could be interesting considering Alex had slight trouble learning the lyrics in English let alone in Japanese <laughs>
1: you are in Vancouver British Columbia Canada yes here I am you have played Toronto before Were you flashed in Toronto did somebody flash you in Toronto
3: yeah they did um, I finished and I came off state stage um, I'm gonna put these down I came off stage and I walked off the side of the stage um, and it was pitch black, just a curtain and then there's a corridor. It wasn't like off stage into a backstage area. It was just a curtain and a corridor. And I walked backstage and this girl comes up to me and she goes, I made a bet with my friend. I'm going to show you my tits. And then she just went like that and held her T-shirt up for ages and my tour manager had a torch on his he had a, he had like a torch to like lead us off stage and the minute she did it he just turned his torch off so that no one could see her boots oh, i
1: thought you're gonna see shine a torch at her
3: no he turned it off he was like no one wants to see that <laughs>
1: It was really funny. Has that happened since? Or is that only a Canadian Toronto thing? That's,
3: that's the only time it's happened. Oh, The only other thing that's happened is someone's throwing their pants. A couple of people throwing their pants at me on stage, but that's it.
1: Which could come in useful if you need some pants, right?
3: Well, no, because pants is in the English version, like knickers, not trousers. But yeah, not really, no, because I wouldn't put anyone else's pants on. LaRue, in
1: Toronto, there is a famous, famous person that is from Toronto, John Candy. Do you remember John Candy from SCTV? No, I don't. He's a Canadian comedian, now sadly departed. He was on SCTV. Okay. Which was a great, great show. And he had a character called Johnny... LaRue. Johnny LaRue! Amazing. He was famous for the crane shot. He had this great thing where he talked about the crane shot, the famous crane shot. So you got to get into Johnny LaRue. Like another Canadian connection. Not only tits, but Johnny LaRue. Okay, I'm going to check it out. LaRue, one person though I do know that you know all about is the band
3: Blanc. Blanc What can you tell the people about Blanc Mange? Um, well, Spelt Blanc Mange, said Blanc like the pudding, is um, a living on the ceiling. This is like Ben's favorite record of all time. Um, I think it's just. I think it's just how kind of pockety and. Um, kind of angular and bouncy it is i think that's what it is about it um what
1: i thought was interesting is this record is from citr radio i bought it from citr radio and on the back look there's a comment a dj
3: met him he came he came to oh we did a tour with lily allen um for two weeks in the uk and he came this guy came to our gig in bristol and we had a Long conversation with him After the gig And it was really nice And Ben was like Oh you're my hero <laughs> So sweet
1: Well I'm glad you didn't Show him this record Because look at the comment A fellow DJ wrote on there Do you see what that
3: says there Repetitive Uninteresting Synth and drum machine Set, center of a pretty Of nine inch nails
1: Sort of a pretty version well,
3: Sort of a pretty version Of nine inch And obviously Doesn't have a clue What he's talking about But most radio DJs don't, so...
1: (laughs) And speaking of radio DJs, I do a radio show on CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada.
3: They're great, but it's just a personal opinion thing, isn't it, you know? I've I've read that exact thing, apart from the Nine Inch Nails bit, about my music, repetitive, synth, crap, you know? It's like, shut up.
1: So, like, it's an old put-down. It's been on records for years, and it'll end up on your records, right? People who
3: don't understand electronic music, basically, sort of, if you don't like electronic music, don't review an electronic record, you twat you know
1: LaRue Ellie you were saying we share glasses together no I I
3: wish I had them I don't have mine on so it doesn't
1: but you could describe my glasses you've looked hard for glasses like mine and you've lost my glasses haven't you you?
3: I had your basic exact glasses where I bought them from a frame shop like a vintage frame shop um, in Covent Garden in Soho um And I chose the frames and then I had like these slightly tinted, I don't have, I don't, I can see, I don't need glasses, but I had tinted lenses put in them Um, and I wore them in the quicksand video and I had them made and it took ages and then I got them and I took them to Paris and I lost them.
1: What I thought was interesting is people really analyze you, don't they, LaRue?
3: Yeah, it's really annoying. Because
1: those glasses ended up on com. What? Yeah, the description of your glasses ended up on IWearGlass... That's a great website to end up on, though, isn't it?
3: I don't know. What is that? Is it like a big business website when you wear glasses? <laughs> I don't
1: know. I think it's awesome. Whoever has that domain name, that's amazing. iwear com.
3: Well, wow, that's it's quite impressive actually
1: also on youtube larue there's all these makeup tutorials how to look like larue
3: yeah except they're all wrong (laughs) i've seen one of them and she says oh she doesn't wear mascara but i think you should wear mascara and it's like well that's not really trying to do my makeup then is it because i don't wear mascara it's kind of weird it's like how to be larue but not actually wear the same it's how, I don't know, it's just weird. It's like, here's a picture of her. She's not wearing mascara, but I think we should add mascara into the equation. It's like... Oh, do
1: you just, think anybody's following that advice or people coming to the gigs looking like the YouTube version of you and not the real version of you?
3: I really don't pay that much attention.
1: <laughs> One thing that I could not notice, LaRue, was this. The cover of Enemy. who do we have... On? Can you hold this for a second, LaRue? Who do we have on the cover of Enemy, LaRue?
3: I don't know who that is. <laughs>
1: Mr. Michael Jackson, you don't know who it is because you're mad because he knocked you out of the charts. Didn't he knock you out of the charts? He knocked you out of the yeah, charts. It's
3: Michael Jackson, you can't really complain.
1: No, exactly. So here we have, this is like a tribute special to Michael Jackson, Enemy. Like people are going to keep this forever, aren't they? Yeah. And check out, you open up the first page and what's inside there? LaRue. LaRue on the Michael Jackson tribute. And then you open it up again and to number two and what do we have? Larue, Larue, all over the Michael Jackson tribute. This is amazing.
3: It's quite good, yeah, I guess. But there's loads of other people in here as well. So, but
1: it's still though. You're like page number two of the Michael Jackson special. So it's kind of like your revenge. Even though he may have knocked you out of the charts, you're still there, Larue.
3: Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. It's, I guess it's pretty. Yeah, I guess. But.
1: Like, if any time a record company or somebody's going to buy an ad, that was a good move, eh? <laughs> to buy it in this particular enemy.
3: Yeah, I guess. LaRue, how long
1: did your mom dress as a cop?
3: For 23 years. Isn't the world... <laughs> like a hobby. She didn't just like, dress up in weird police uniforms at home or anything. It was
1: her job. So That's sort of some world record, isn't it? Dressing up as a cop, right?
3: Uh, I guess. Yeah, she was in it like the longest. I think she's the longest standing character, I think. So. so
1: she dressed up as a cop longer than anybody else on television. 23 years as a cop.
3: Apart from actual cops, yeah. Did you ever call her Sarge or anything like that? <laughs> Sergeant Mother. No, of course I didn't. No. It seems
1: like there's a lot of connections between your band, LaRue, and Heartbeat.
3: Heartbeat. Am I supposed to know who they are?
1: Well, first off, your mom was on Heartbeat. Oh, Heartbeat. The TV show Heartbeat.
3: Heartbeat. band Heartbeat, I was like, I'm really sorry, I don't know who they are.
1: Your mom was on the TV show Heartbeat.
3: Yeah, like once. I think she played a medium or something.
1: And your dad was on the TV show Heartbeat.
3: My dad was. He was also in the bill, though, so... And
1: your keyboard player, Mickey... She was not in The Bill. No, but her boyfriend.
3: (laughs) Oh, her boyfriend's an actor, yeah. And he was in? 50 Dead Men Walking.
1: Yeah, but he was also on? The Bill. No, Heartbeat. (laughs) Really? Yes, he was on Heartbeat. So, like, Heartbeat is everywhere. Is that unusual? Like, you are totally connected to
3: Heartbeat, even your keyboard player. Oh, my God, I need to be on Heartbeat. (laughs) Does anyone know what Heartbeat is here?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. It's huge over here. Are you being serious? Yeah, people actually know the Heartbeat. Wow! So maybe you'll get some heartbeat fans out to the gig. That'd be incredible. Larue, is it also true that your mom's makeup people would put makeup wounds on you, and then you'd go to school?
3: Yeah, I did that once. I think it's when I was ill. Uh, when I was ill, and um, I got really bored at home, I'd go and like sort of like be ill in my mom's dressing room and be at work. So I didn't want to be on my own, and um, I then the makeup girls. Her, her dressing room was right opposite the makeup room, and the makeup girls would take me into the makeup room, and they'd like. You know, I, they'd be like, what do you want us to do? And I'd be like, can you make it look like I've got a really bad injury? <laughs> and um, and then they'd, like, you know, do, like, fake stitches in my head <clears throat> and stuff like that. And then i go to school the next day and be like, oh, my God, the worst thing happened. Someone punched me in the face. And it's quite good. <laughs>
1: That's totally amazing. Another thing I was thinking, neat about the bill, a side benefit, I noticed that Russell Brand was on the bill.
3: Yeah, I think most people have been on the bill. Most people in the UK. Baby Spice? Yep.
1: Did you get to meet any of the guest stars at all?
3: No, not the guest stars, no.
1: Or like Baby Spice, like when somebody that maybe you knew, like, you know, the Spice Girls, like, aren't you, isn't little LaRue going, Spice Girls on show, Meet, let me go.
3: Um, probably, my mum, that's probably exactly why my mum wouldn't have let me go, so I didn't embarrass her. But I saw her, I was at a party in LA two nights ago, and Scary Spice was there, it was hilarious. <laughs> Has she been on the bill? Uh, probably. No, did you talk to her at all? No, I tried. I actually tried to go and find her because I was like, you know what? Out of all the like famous people or celebrities, I did not think there's really anyone I've really ever really bothered about speaking to, unless it was like Prince or David Bowie. Um,
1: but and Scary Spice. For
3: some reason it was like actually I want to go and talk to Scary Spice. Yeah. Larue,
1: you love synthesizers, don't you?
3: Obviously, yeah.
1: Now, are they cooler than a guitar?
3: It depends what kind of music you like. I think if you're into like Led Zeppelin, you're probably going to think your guitars cooler, aren't you? I just.
1: Well, I guess what I was wondering is, you have said that you like synthesizers, but what about girls and guitars? What do you think about girls and guitars? This is a record called Girls in a Garage. Don't girls look great with guitars
3: here? When they look like that, they look amazing with guitars. I think it's more when girls try to look like boys with guitars. I think it's more when they get that kind of grungy, like Avril Lavigne thing going. That's, I think that's not necessarily that great, but that's pretty hilarious, actually.
1: It's a great series, all girls in the garage, 1960s garage bands, girls with guitars.
3: It's amazing. See,
1: right there, the guitar overpowers the synthesizer, right there, right, LaRue? you got to admit that.
3: It just doesn't look like they've ever played them in their lives. It looks like they just sort of look at them and sort of, like, prance around them and dance with them. It doesn't look like they actually play them.
1: It's genius. LaRue, what about the confusion between you and other girls? How's that gone out of hand? In what way? Well, in this way. This was an advert that I saw that was posted on your f- on your forum right here. This is po- posted by Chrissy Woody on the Larue forum, and what is it? It's an ad for Larue's record called Hands. And what is the name of your record, for people who don't know?
3: It doesn't have a name. It's called LaRue.
1: And whose record is called Hands?
3: Little Boots. Sorry. Little Boots. So here's the ad, the HMV ad. I also, Lily Allen sent me a picture about a month ago, three weeks ago. I mean. She was um, She was away in Australia, and she sent me a picture of... Um, me and then a review of the album or something, and then it said, Pictured Little Boots above, and it was me, and they thought that I was Little Boots, and they'd like written about me as if I was Little Boots, and it was quite hilarious. Um,
1: so it continues on here, right? To the HMV website. Like, this isn't just like a review, this is like where people actually buy the record. Yeah,
3: well, they're, yeah they're talking, yeah, they've just, they're talking about, they are talking about my record, but they've just said it's called Hands. Well, that's just, that's really, really, really. Poor workmanship, whoever's done that. I just think it's that's absolutely hilarious. LaRue, have you ever seen the
1: streets on the streets of Brixton? You know, Mike Skinner the streets.
3: No, I haven't. Isn't
1: he from there? Like or doesn't he hang out in Brixton?
3: I think he's kind of from near there,
1: yeah. Have you seen the Velodrome in Hernhill Hill or Brixton, that area? You no,
3: know I've heard about that and I've never actually been. I only heard about that. Uh, a few like months ago apparently I think it's in Dulwich. I it's
1: think like a real famous one.
3: Yeah, I didn't know it was there at all I think it's on um, Burbage Road or something, Coxted Road.
1: LaRue, what's wrong with the Dirty South pub?
3: It's dirty. Because you worked there. Yeah, I worked there. My, it was my friend's pub. he's called Monty um, and he had a pub in um, <clears throat> Lewisham, which is just near, near New Cross um, called the Dirty South and I'd never had a job before and I knew that I didn't have a CV and I knew that no one would employ me because um, I am i can't say when I'm going to be available or how long I'm going to be available for or anything. This is when I was just making the record and I just needed some cash. And Monty said, well, oh, you can work for me and then you can kind of pick when you work. So I worked like most Friday and Saturday nights for about four months and then I saved up and all the money I earned, I just spent on going to the Caribbean. So... <laughs> He
1: said they didn't have a great time there. I
3: was looking at the lineup
1: of bands that played, like, Terry Hall, the Specials, is like a DJ there. It looks incredible. Glenn Matlock, the Sex Pistols. Like, what a lineup of 80s stars.
3: Yeah, it's like a really weird pub. It's like, there's quite a lot of those pubs in, like, around where I live. Um, And to be honest, like, all over London, like, north and east London especially, you'll get, like, things, bars where you would go to, I guess a bit like the Troubadour, you know, not quite that cool looking inside, but, you know, like the Troubadour in L.A., where it's just, like, a local bar very small club kind of thing Um, but um, it like for some reason like they just there's certain places that I think it's also contacts as well Monty knew like people from Alabama 3 really well and stuff like that and knew um, Pete Doherty and Mick from Baby Shambles and stuff and they used to come down and play quite a lot and Mick would hang out there quite a lot and um, you know and it was just weird I was just a barmaid at the time but um
1: the important pub, though, is the Prince Pub, right? That's the important pub.
3: That's the important pub. I think it's actually closed down now. What about so
1: many other pubs, like the Grovesner? Have you heard of the Grovesner
3: pub? The Grovesner pub. I've, I've heard of it. There's probably quite a few of those in London. I wouldn't be... Or the Windmill? The Windmill. Or the Half Mill? The windmill in Brixton, and the Half Moon is where I first ever played, I think.
1: That was your first gig?
3: Well, yeah, I played just like six people with my guitar.
1: Have they come since?
3: Actually, one of... Uh, there was a couple that came to a gig at the forum not that long ago when I did the HMV gig a few weeks ago And they said, oh, we saw you in the half moon like three years ago You just playing your guitar, and that was kind of weird
1: Did you get their name at all?
3: No, I didn't Well,
1: hopefully you will be able to get their name somehow
3: Okay, okay Do you like to
1: address the camera at all to super fan?
3: To superfan, I don't know if they were To superfan that saw me at
1: the half moon
3: Because they were friends of Ben's apparently well, So they I may mean, really They count as a superfan, I don't think
1: Maybe not a superfan, but hopefully you'll be able to f-
3: LaRue then or anything, I was just Ellie Jackson It wasn't the same
1: LaRue, winding up here, what was Tootsie? Tootsie I don't know, what's Tootsie? I thought that was your mom's car that ended up in Australia
3: Oh my god, how do you know that? <laughs> um, I don't Oh God! What was it called? It was a two CV. It wasn't called Tootsie. It was. That to- was her nickname, Tootsie. Oh, where did you read that? I heard that from your mom. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I think it was called Tootsie. God, I actually had forgotten that, and you're telling me that. That's really weird. Yeah, she had a two CV, and it was uh, dark purple and dark red. Um, those old French cars—they kind of look like really small Beetles. Um, and the thing I remember about them the most is the doors. The doors were like paper, and just they just had these tiny little handles that, um, and, like, no seatbelts. And we used to drive around in it and listen to Jerry Rafferty, and that's kind of some of my earliest memories of music and listening to music with my parents and my mum and stuff. And um, she had to get rid of it because it just wasn't really... She was going to work every morning, driving, like, an hour to work, and it was probably raining, you know, English weather. And it just sort of didn't really withstand... I things she needed it to do. So she had to get rid of it and the guy that bought it lived in Australia and he, took it, he freighted it out there and I remember like the day it left she was so upset. I think she actually cried. It was like watching a pet leave. Yeah. But
1: I thought then she went to Australia on like a promo tour for the build. she got to actually sit in it again.
3: She went to Australia on a promo tour, was at a radio station. Someone heard her, the guy that owned it heard her on the radio station and they bought the car down to the radio station car park and said, um... And called the radio station and said, hi, I've got your old car outside, like live on radio. And she was like, what? And she went outside and it was out there and she got to sit in it. And there's all these pictures of her sitting at the radio station and in her old car. It's really sweet.
1: LaRue, you remember stories, but do you ever forget to dance? No, I don't. I thought you forget to dance at Sheffield. Sheffield. There was a gig that you said you forgot to dance. Like you just were seen, you forgot to dance. Do you ever forget
3: to dance? Um, I think sometimes you just sort of not really thinking. I think it's when you're not really concentrating or you're a bit tired. And you're just like, oh, I really should have danced in that song. But you just realize that you haven't moved away from the microphone. I don't usually forget to dance. It's happened once or twice.
1: You notice people dancing badly, though. You chastise some people at the roundhouse.
3: (laughs) I think it was a guy that worked there. Uh, Literally, you couldn't really not point it out. He was, I've never seen anything like it. It Could you
1: demonstrate it all over? I
3: think I can even demonstrate it. It was so bad. It was kind of like, (laughs) really bad. Did it make you laugh, though? It made me really laugh, yeah. So
1: you chastise him in front of him. Everybody at the roundhouse.
3: I didn't point him out, I just said there's a man on the balcony wearing a green t shirt that's dancing really badly. Check it out or something. LaRue, do you collect nectar points or Tesco points? Neither.
1: Not at all. Do you know anybody
3: that does? No, I don't know anyone that does that.
1: What can you tell people about nectar points or Tesco points? I think I'm fascinated by them. You can like get these points and then buy stuff with them.
3: I really, really, really don't understand it. I think the idea is that you have a card like a nectar card for say that's a nectar card is for Sainsbury's and then like if you buy like quite over if you spend over a certain amount there or something you get a certain amount of points and then the points you have to get a lot of points though for it to add up to money like i think you have to get like hundreds of points for it to add up to money but you can win stuff as well and yeah was your dad in a band at all? You're mentioning guitar. He taught you guitar. Was he in a band at all? Can I check out your dad's recordings? No, you can't, unfortunately. He wasn't in a band. He like, plays with his friends sometimes like at his friend's house, but there's not recordings or anything.
1: And lastly, LaRue, thanks for speaking to me, Nardwaard, human serviette. Is it
3: true you once
1: chucked a hanky at J-Lo?
3: No. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Oh, my... No, I did not do that. I was at a top Shop. I played at a top Shop gig in New York last time I was here, and... Um, My sister pointed out Jennifer Lopez was across the room and then we were on the lower floor and there was a were at the box in New York and There was um someone not on purpose someone had just sort of like dropped a handkerchief like or a serviette Whatever over the balcony and it landed on her head and she got really annoyed. It's quite funny
1: I'm Nardwar the human serviette. So you chucking a serviette at JLo. I thought that's perfect Yeah, because we share glasses maybe that you would do that.
3: I kind of wish I was responsible for it now Maybe next time Larue, anything else you want to add
1: to the people out there at all?
3: I think your clothes are great. It's amazing. That's it, really. Everyone should dress like him.
1: <laughs> well, thanks so much, Larue. Keep on rocking in the free world and doo doo loot doo doo Do Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah. Sweep me off my feet I won't let you in again The messages I've tried to send my
1: You're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard La Rue from Brixton, England, Hearn Hill with In For The Kill. Before that, Bulletproof by LaRue. Before that, an interview with LaRue and before that, Fascination by LaRue, all on the Nardwarr, the Human Serviette Radio Show, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Coming up right now, a band called Dutch Oven, who sent me their CD. Thank you, Dutch Oven. Not only did they send me their CD, they sent me a cool fanzine sort of press clippings booklet, which I love looking through here with all sorts of interesting stuff that it come The packaging of the CD is really nice. And extra little bribe, they included. Of course, Dutch Oven, you didn't have to send any bribes or anything extra for me. I would have played it anyways. However, this is incredible. Because what? Did Dutch Oven send me? But this neat book, the International Cheese Recipe Book. The recipes in this book will make a cheese connoisseur of almost everyone. If you're looking for a special hors d'oeuvre or a full meal recipe, they're all here. When you want to serve something unique, tasty, and with an international flair, try one of my cheese dishes from Switzerland, Spain, Denmark, Finland, English, Russia, England, Russia, and the United States. Your family will love them. And special guests will beg for the recipes. Now, you can say cheese no matter what the dining occasion. Thank you, Dutch Oven, for the International Cheese Recipe Book, the CD, and the fanzine. So, coming up is some Dutch Oven. After that, a review of radio from nineteen seventy nine on CITR, FM102, 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show, Dutch Oven. <laughs>
4: to the DJs in New York and L.A. But my little transistor refuses to play. So I took my beer money and I sent it away. And now I've got tapes that I listen to all day. Air checks, air checks, both from the ether
0: for you and for me.
4: Air checks checks, from the air check factory. From San Clemente, this is Dick Nixon, former program director of our country. As far as 1980 goes, let me say this about that. I wish you all a happy 1980. Ross and Wilson from Atlanta's Z-93 in the heart of the peach pit and fuzz capital of the Western Hemisphere. Yes, we'd like to wish you and yours the very merriest of Christmases and happiest of New Year's because, holy shit, it's 1980. Ross and (laughs) Wilson, Z-93. That's right. The end of a decade. As Earth ushers out its 70s, welcome to the third in a series of year-end gift reviews for Aircheck Factory subscribers.
0: I'm Ellie Day from CFOX FM in Vancouver, wishing you a Happy New Year and a new decade in 1980.
4: As the year-end countdown right, begins, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hi there, this is Tom Weston from WEIM Fitchburg, wishing you the best and lots more to come and better
0: job offers and all that good stuff. Have yourself a good one, and when you're in central Massachusetts, catch my act
4: on WEIM Fitchburg. W-E-I-M. When 1980 reaches North American shores, it's already several hours old in England. This is Bill Mason of Channel 4 Hospital Radio in Carlisle, England. Hoping that you have enjoyed yourself in 1979 and that for you, 1980 will be a really good year. As well as Ireland. (laughs) ...can be a winner on today's calling-in Film Quiz on ARD. Good afternoon, Ian Dempsey here, starting another brand new year with local broadcasting on AOD, the number one local radio station in Ireland. Now, just before this afternoon's film quiz, which incidentally is the first of the brand new year, and a brand new decade too, I'd like to wish on behalf of myself, Ian Dempsey, and from all of us in local radio here in Ireland, a happy new musical year for 1982, Tom Connard and all at the Aircheck factory. And if you're ever over here in Dublin, don't forget to pop
2: in and say hello. Hi there, my name is Dave C from ARD Radio in Dublin and I'm presently illegal and want someone to adopt me. If you could offer me a job, please write to me, care of Belvedere House, Belvedere Place, Dublin in Ireland. Ignore the pigs in the kitchen and all that sort of stuff. I'm not a leprechaun, I'm a real live disc jockey. Help
4: me! This is James Dillon here in Dublin, Ireland, uh, for Big D Radio, which is broadcast 24 hours a day on Medium Wave and VHF and also we have a short wave service on Sunday morning. I'd like to wish all the guys at Aircheck Factory, a very happy new year.
2: When you hear us on this little record in 1980, we won't be here anymore. Yes, all 40 independent, medium wave and QFM will be off the air. So, and on this great solemn occasion, we would like to say hello to Tom Connard and Michael Black at the Aircheck Factory so this is miles johnson on qfm 99 big d radio's little a periodic fm sister saying hi for 1980
4: 1979 was the year that found new york city's jay thomas moving to the west coast no seriously if you want to mail something to me uh my new address will be uh you ready for this one paramount pictures thank you (laughs) paramount pictures um care of mork and mindy television just send j thomas and it's on it's on highland no it's on melrose avenue melrose avenue in los angeles now i expect get those letters going because you people can mean uh you can mean extra bucks to me and as i've done for the last three years i'm still using you hi everybody this is jeff leonard i just rode in here on a giant belt buckle to wish Everyone, A happy new year, all the way from JSL Enterprises in Reseda, California. And 1979 was also the year, as promised, that mail service definitely did not improve. Hi, everybody. This is Gary Owens at KMPC in Los Angeles, wishing you all a very, very happy new year. And let's hope that next year, 1929, will be the very best and most prosperous ever. 79 saw the end of an era in L.A. as Dick Whittinghill hung it up. This will be the last time we'll be uh, in this little place here, huh? Hi, this is Scott Miller from CKLW in the Motor City. Have yourself a very nice 1980. 800-CKLW. And this is Ted Richards, also from CKLW. Late evenings. Have a prosperous and a healthy 1980, and God bless you. Hi, this is Terry Russell of C-Fund Vancouver. They say you don't have to be crazy to work here. You don't even have to work here. And I don't do much, except for making lewd and offensive remarks. And I'm not a funny guy. In fact, I have no idea why I'm on this record. I'm what you'd call a warm and friendly guy. Happy New Year. MF, Montréal. In Montreal, Alain Montpetit gained a top spot by playing disco. En
2: angle, Alain Montpetit.
4: While in Chicago, Steve Dahl continued to downplay disco. They
0: buy rock and roll records,
4: and now they buy disco records, too, to blow them up. They love it. Disco permeated many facets of broadcasting, and in sunny Savannah, even David Blair's veranda could not escape unscathed. Ah. This is David Blair, Midday Man par excellence and production director at WSGA in Savannah, Georgia. Every time I talk to this here, a fella, I out and moved the veranda over someplace else. And the veranda is currently sitting in front of the disco here in downtown Savannah. Tom asked me to be real nice and say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all you subscribers. So, Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to all you subscribers. Tom's a fine fella, and you should do business with him. Uh, By the way, Tom, make that check payable directly to me.
2: Hello, 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 hello. Gary
0: Bourgeois here, manager of Studio B in cold, frosty Marquette, Michigan, where I'm up here freezing my off. Oh, family record. We're not allowed to say that. Oh, well. Tom's a good engineer. He can fix that up. Anyway, 1980. We just blew away a whole decade. I was here for most of it. I don't know about you. So don't go away and keep on tracking.
2: Christmas and a very happy
5: and prosperous 1980 to each and every one of you. Hi, this is Steve Allen from Q104 and a half radio in Tidewater, Virginia. I'd like to say hi to my good buddy Tom at the Air Check Factory and to everybody who subscribes to the Air Check Factory. It's been a great 1979. Looking forward to a good 1980 with the service, too. Everybody, peace. Hope you get exactly what you're looking for in the coming year. And let's hope it's a good one for everybody. We'll talk to you next year.
2: Goodbye.
4: Kima-sabi. Hello, this is Kimasabi Joe, fabled morning man at the famous Z104 in Frederick, Maryland, wishing a special happy 1980 New Year's greeting to all Air Check factory stations nationwide. <laughs> When do I get my 100, Tom? In 1979, Atlanta Z93, or z 93 if you prefer, won a raft race. Hello, once again, Ross Wilson out here at Morgan Falls Park for the start of the 1979 Chattahoochee Ramblin' River Raft Race. Rick Dees left Memphis for L.A. KHJ, Friday at last. Don't you love it? It's your friend Rick Dees in the morning at 12 minutes until... Elizabeth Gray joined. Now, Elizabeth Gray. On CKOY. I'm Elizabeth Gray and good morning. I'd like to
0: welcome you to the next two hours here on CKOY. I'm gonna be here most mornings from now on
2: for the foreseeable future. Get and left the CKOY. The party is for us. This is our last day on the air and in part we've reserved this hour for ourselves so we can thank all the people who've given us such a wonderful five months. Well, I'm talking initially of course... About and the
4: CKAR guests. said hello. As we head into a new decade, ckar is committed to what can be good if there is one predominating theory for 1350 ckar motor city music news sports and information it's progressive positive and caring
0: Hi, this is Michael Kane from CJCI 620 in Prince George, British Columbia. And as we turn over a new year, I have a little New Year's thought for you. Now I sit me down to speak. It will be short. It's ratings week. If I should fade before I break, I pray Art Ferguson my job to take. Have a really great 1980 from all of us here at CJCI 620
4: in Prince George. Early in the year, a strike in Boston put pickets out of WBCN, but by March 12, 1979, they were back in the warm studio. Hi, everybody. We're back in... Hi, this is Dean Manchester, morning man at WAQY in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is, as you may or may not know, the birthplace of the game of basketball and the home of the Basketball Hall of Fame. So if you're ever in town in the coming year, make sure you give me a call, and I'll take you up there, and we'll smell all the dirty socks and jockstraps and all that stuff. And to all around the dialers, best wishes for a happy 1980 and a happy 1980 FM. Hello, this is Michael Scott of the Aircheck Factories on top of Toronto. Wishing everybody the best of a decade and a happy 1980. This is Jim Roberts from WOMT in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, wishing you the very best and may you all get big and fat with ugly stretch marks eating good old Wisconsin's cheese. W- and from south in Miami... This is Rick Richards from the control room at 1360 WKAT in warm, sunny Miami
0: Beach on South Florida's Gold Coast. With best wishes to all Aircheck Factory subscribers in
4: 1980. To north in Kappa... Uh, Kappus, um, um. Hello,
0: this is John Goodyear at 580 CKAP in Kappa Ontario. The northern part of Ontario, to be exact. There's not a whole lot up here besides a lot of moose and bear, a radio station, and myself. I'm holding down the three to seven shift here. Well, actually, afternoon drive up here is approximately three minutes long. But who knows, maybe someday I'll be
4: working with you. So I'd like to wish you a very, very happy new year. Hi, I'm KC here in nice, warm, sunny South Carolina. Just taking a moment to wish everyone at the AirTech factory and all the around the dollars a very, very happy Ooh, and brah, bra, bra.
2: I love your golden tones, oh. but don't talk to them now. Oh, come on. Come, come on to back for... to bed with oh, I'll me. I'll be there
4: in a minute. As you can see, I'm kind of busy, but before I get back to the business at hand.
2: Ooh, oh! KC. Let me just invite
4: you. Give me a dial in sometime if you're ever in Palmetto State. 1340 AM. I'm on afternoons Mm, 3-7. Oh, no, I'll never Mm, stop. stop. I love radio. I love South Carolina women. I'm so lucky. Chicago's inimitable Greg Brown ended his reign as that city's longest-running pop morning personality as WMET traded in its top 40 for heavy metal, in Chicago, as well as a new staff. But before I exit the radio station, I do want to thank all the, the staff here for all they've done to help make my last two-and-a-half years much better two-and-a-half years. They've certainly made my job a lot easier, and they've all been so kind to me. But most of all, I've got to thank you, the listener. Because without you, I certainly would have been gone a long, long time ago. Thank you for listening, for coming out to appearances, and just sharing your days with me. I appreciate that. Thank you, and take care. K-M-R-A. Hi, this is Chris London of KMRS and KKOK, wishing you a very happy new year, and the best in 1980. 1980 will undoubtedly bring numerous new radio gigs to many of you, including Radio Ace, Floating Flash Frisbone. Follow the format. You're oh, yeah.
5: in. Sure, sure, no Okay. Problem, no
4: problem. All right, well, listen, hmm? you go ask Iron Jaw to put
0: you on the board, and uh, you're on. Okay. You're on, you'll, you'll have afternoon drive. Wow, my, yes. favorite,
2: my
4: yes. favorite shift. Yeah, and really from cool. San Antonio, my... I'd like to wish you the best decade ever in your life, and I'll be seeing you on Around the Dial.
2: Happy air checks to you.
1: And you're still listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the the Human Serviette Radio Show, Air Check Factory, 1979. Right now, to end an Ardua to Human Serviette radio show, some selections from Brent Weinbach's new CD, The Night Shift on Anthony, from the band The Icky Boyfriends, and Leather Uppers' record label. This is a comedy record, so please be warned right now. Anything that Brent says that may offend you, Well, please tune out before you get offended. This is Brent Weinbach, the night shift from San Francisco, California. Some of it recorded live at the legendary Purple Onion Club in San Francisco. Anthony actually books the Hemlock Club in San Francisco, as well as playing in those bands that I mentioned, those legendary bands, the Icky Boyfriends and the Leather Uppers. And he also has this record label. So here's Brent.
0: Substitute teaching high school in Oakland, California, which I used to do for a living, I got abused by the students on a daily basis. I got yelled at. I got things thrown at me. Sometimes students criticized my pants for being worn too tightly
5: Pants he got on. <laughs> he can't even walk that fast. His pants are gonna rip off. Hey, Sup, Mr. Pants? Hey. Mr. Pants? Walk, walk,
4: walk, 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 walk.
0: Look like Spider-Man and shit. But your pants doing too much. It look like you wear your little brother's pants. Motherfucker, wearing hand me ups.
5: Man, your pants so tight you fuck it up my sperm count.
0: Oh yeah. Your pants are so baggy. It looks like you have a really big, curvy penis. Go to the
2: office. For laughing,
5: (laughs) you gonna send me to office for laughing, (laughs) motherfucker,
0: Mister Pants. And so, to avoid ridicule and blend in more with the students, instead of wearing tight pants to school, I then wore Daisy
5: Dukes. Knock knock, jokes are for the birds, aren't they? Knock knock jokes are for the birds, aren't they? (laughs) That's why I wrote this next joke. Knock knock. (laughs) 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 A lot of you are laughing, and that's fine. But if you're not laughing that's fine too. That joke wasn't written for you anyway.
2: <laughs>
5: it was written for the birds. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Hey guys, what's happening? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Okay, bye
5: (laughs) That joke was written for everybody When men try to sound sexy around women They make their voice sound deeper I've always been a rebel Whenever I try to sound sexy around women I sound like this Oh hey girl, you're
2: looking good.
5: She want me to get my nails done? This is gonna be the second, I'm going like this. I'm gonna do i was driving around in this. i and going i looked like this. You've all been there before, haven't you? You've all had diarrhea before. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I got diarrhea. And for two days, my life, instead of a box of chocolates, was much more like a bowl of melted fudge. Right, ladies? Knock, knock. Who's there? Bub. Bubblegum. Bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish. How many pieces do you wish?
2: Because
5: I said a bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish. How many motherfucking pieces? How I'm going to pee, motherfucking yee Because if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friend, motherfucking Zzz.
2: Because
5: every time I go to the bathroom, I see your face, baby. And I don't know why I'm looking in the toilet and I see you looking up at me with those big brown eyes. I haven't masturbated in 10 years I am the Jesus Christ of masturbation I don't masturbate so that you can and you're welcome and I bless you children. Sometimes people ask me why I don't masturbate. My answer is this. You can only masturbate 9 to 12 times a day.
2: <laughs>
5: right, men? <laughs> but you can not masturbate all day long.
2: <laughs>
5: In fact, I'm not masturbating right now. <laughs> About you. <laughs>
2: Shut girl. I'm just here to let you know that I'm top gunner. I'm a top gunner. B-52 packing a nuclear weapon. I'm in the I'm in the belly turret with the gun. Top gunner. Take 'em down, girl, one by one. Line 'em up. Into the Pacific. So, a girl, come to Zeroes. I'm on, I'm on the Arizona battleship. I'm on the, the, the aircraft. Reload. <laughs> That's right. Bah, 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 bah. That's how I'm hitting, girl. Come back. I'm good.
0: There are a lot of weird people in San Francisco and I'm not one of them. And whenever I'm looking for a place to live in San Francisco, I always end up calling somebody who sounds very creepy over the telephone. And so to demonstrate this phenomenon, I have with me a list of phone numbers I found on Craigslist of people who have rooms for rent, and I'd like to call them for you now. (laughs) Yes, I am calling about the room for rent. Uh-huh.
2: Well, what kind of room are you looking for, baby? Because I got a double, but I also got a single that you can fit a double in. Now, what you think
0: about that, baby? Mm. I'm only interested in a single room. I'm sorry?
2: Are you Puerto Rican?
0: No. I'm half Filipino. Does that count? Oh, honey, that's even better. I got a good deal for you,
2: baby. Oh! Okay, I'll I'll call you back.